Welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today, we'll be talking to our friend and return guest, John Sadwasser. How's it going, everyone? About the presidential election and what we're thankful for. Fact of the day. In the 1876, the United States presidential election was the 23rd quadrant well, quadrennial presidential election held on Tuesday, November 7th, 1876, in which Republican nominee Ruthford B. Hayes faced Democrat Samuel J. Tilden. It was one of the most contentious and controversial presidential elections in American history and gave rise to the Compromise of 1877, by which the Democrats conceded the election to Hayes in return for an end to Reconstruction and the withdrawal of federal troops from the South. After a controversial post-election process, Hayes was declared the winner by one electoral vote. That was a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) I... 185 to 184. I didn't read the whole fact all the way through. I didn't realize that they needed to settle it with not counting votes <laughs> yeah and uh according to the wiki page samuel had won the popular vote by about two hundred and fifty thousand. sounds like a lot for back then yeah all right anyway welcome our guest this week john set or John, did we did we say your last name last time? Yes. All right, John Sadenwasser. How's it going, everyone? You're back, return guest. Yep. Happy to be back. So how's how's things? Oh, go ahead, buddy. We haven't had a guest in a really long time, so this will be nice. Yeah. Because I'm sure people are getting tired of just listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't don't get tired, but that's good to hear. So, so how have things been? It's been nine episodes. Sorry. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty good. Um, definitely, uh, with with work right now, it's a lot slower. Uh, I realized today. I, I assumed I had off today from work, but I get an email from my boss and supervisor uh, today saying, "Oh, you need to track this Georgia runoff race," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so. so uh, I, t- t- you know, took half a day, even though I wasn't supposed to, because I didn't know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so I got on, did that real quick. It was only like, it only took me like 10 minutes to do, but, and then the rest of the day was fine. But, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently I'm still, uh, wor- working even after the election, which is fine. It's just going to be very, very slow. I kind of figured you'd be super busy right like right up right down to the wire when did you uh when did you get less busy today <laughs> well <laughs> there you go. no um yeah uh mo- um tuesday monday and tuesday monday so monday mm-hmm. yeah other than that doing pretty well um got a new car um oh nice yep yeah, a uh, 2017 mitsubishi mirage um oh that's a nice car yeah, very good on. Uh, Wait, you know, is, it, is it a real car or is it a mirage? It is a an illusion. 
Uh, um, <laughs> it, it, it's visible to the naked eye. Um, and yeah, so like it's very small, compact car, very good on fuel economy. Uh, and uh, it's, it did, did it pretty well. We had to um, get a loan from the bank, and that that whole thing was a, a sideshow. But um, it we, we got it sorted out. Have the car. Have to make payments on it. It's all good, and we're happy. So that's good. Um, and my wife just got a new job. Started on Monday uh, at a woman's homeless shelter um, in like near yeah in dc um and uh doing that part doing that part time until uh she graduates or at least until april actually but um yeah that's awesome all good things it's been eventful very eventful (laughs) and speaking of eventful there there's some big stuff happening in in the united states this week Oh, really? Transition. <laughs> ah, have you? Did you hear about it? Is it, I? I don't know. There, I mean, what? There, there's a race, but I don't know where they're running to. Oh, <laughs> is it the? It's the Olympics. I, I knew it. Must there it is. Been waiting on it. Don't know why it's not on TV. <laughs> and I'm really confused why everyone's uh, taking pictures with all these stickers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. how yeah so, <laughs> so we we are currently it is wednesday we're currently in search for a new president of the united states oh and we are there's there's two men who are who are leading the charge for that <laughs> and joseph r biden i can't i don't know his middle name but um yeah so and you're our you're sort of a friend of the pod expert, resident expert on the subject. And so... Oh! I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm looking at uh, an update right now. Um, Joe Biden is 264 to 214 on Google. You know, Vice President Biden doing pretty well. In Ohio, people thought he might be taking it. In North Carolina, might be taking it. Uh, some of the states that Trump needed, um, but as the night went on, it uh, you know Trump people got happy because Ohio turned turned back red, um, and uh, uh, Florida especially big big huge turnout there, um, and. Uh, we're waiting to see the final uh, results when it comes to um, the battleground states of Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Biden is doing, he's so far going to be, uh, he's, you know, it looks like he's going to be going to be the president. Mm-hmm. Um, as, because uh, he, he took, Two, two states, uh, as of now, officially from Trump in 2016, Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, but there are still states left to determine the official outcome, but it's definitely leaning Biden's way right now. Mm-hmm. So I think 
I'm looking at the map here, and it says Joe's at 264, and he needs 270 to win. And it looks like Nevada, with 75% reporting, is uh, Joe's up uh, by, I guess, about half a percent. And so if that holds, then he'll be at two, the 270 that he needs to win. Right. I, I think it was – I sort of had minor flashbacks to 2016 – whenever the numbers first started rolling in, especially from Florida, because they, they've they been counting their votes for a while now. They're the mail-in ballots, and so they're pretty uh, up to... They were up to speed quickly. And from what I was watching, or from the news I was taking in, that was... Florida was supposed to be the tell. It was either going to be Biden up big or very, very close. And right. it went... It went almost... I might be misremembering, but it was it was pretty red from the from the get go, and that that sort of was a sign that um, that this was this was going to be another another wild ride for uh, for the for the country watching, right? Um, yeah, like Trump, the President Trump, he um, definitely ran the tables in in Florida uh, by a bigger margin than. Uh, what was anticipated. Um, he he lost some areas that he won in 2016, like ja- in the Jacksonville area, uh, mm-hmm. went Biden this time. Uh, Pinellas County went, that's near Tampa, that went Biden's way this time. Trump took it in 2016, Biden took it now. But the, re- the one of the biggest, pu- uh, the biggest push that drove Trump over the finish line in Florida was in Miami-Dade County, which is the mm-hmm. biggest county in Florida. Trump uh, received, like, thir- was it, like, 30... I don't know the exact percentage, but it was about, like, 38% of the vote in 2016. He gained over 100,000-plus votes in, mm-hmm. in Miami-Dade County alone, so he gained amongst, like, Cuban-Americans and uh, other, other Hispanics in Miami-Dade County alone in order to put him over the finish line. So he made up for it there, and that's how he carried that uh, Florida. Yeah, he's, he came out with something, uh, I think 2016, Miami-Dade, he had like 330,000 votes, and then uh, I can't remember what they closed out, but it's well over 450. Right. Um, so he, he improved in a big way there. Right. So now we're sort of waiting on the votes um, from PA and or PA in Nevada and a handful of other states and they're starting to um, they appeared to be red from the start but they're starting to swing blue and I just want to let people know why that is so do, do you think you could uh, do you have an idea a sense of what's going on or what we should expect to see in terms of uh, final results from those places? Sure. So are you talking about like PA, North Carolina, and Georgia? or um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, when it comes to Georgia and North Carolina, um, you know, so Trump won that, won Georgia and, well, and North Carolina by about four, anywhere from three and a half to four percent last time. Mm-hmm. Uh and now it's been a growing, um, like, 
pretty trouble troublesome for President Trump with the suburbs of Atlanta growing, being more diverse in Georgia, uh, a lot more, um, a lot more millennials and uh, ethnic minorities going into uh, the Atlanta suburbs um, with North Carolina. Um, it's it's just the sub. It, I I think it's just the suburban uh, sprawl um, mm-hmm. and losing uh, President Trump uh, losing among amongst uh, women in in the in North Carolina alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trump, but the reason why Trump is leading in North Carolina is because he turned. Now, a lot more of the rural, uh, so I think I think he can pull out North Carolina. Uh, it'll be a lot closer than 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia, I think Trump. I think the President Trump can squeak it out. Uh, but there's also mail-in ballots that still need to be counted. But the reason why it's close now is one of the reasons is because of the. Uh, growing Atlanta suburbs in Georgia, and uh, the growing urban sprawl in North Carolina, and mm-hmm. the and also the millennial uh, college students as well. Yeah, so the, and those those suburbs probably went for Trump the first time around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. My, my question is, if we see like uh, let's just say Joe Biden gets Nevada, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And so he hits two seventy. The counting yep. doesn't stop, right? Or does it? Like, what do you mean the counting? Like, like the, you mean the, the vote? Like the rest of the mail-in ballots? Like, because I know I've, I've heard that there's a lot of mail-in ballots for Pennsylvania. Right. That have yet to be counted. And so, oh, well, let's even say Joe doesn't get Nevada, right? Sure. And then PA right now is uh, President Trump has the lead. And then yep. let's say the mail-in ballots get counted, and then Joe takes it after that, right? Is that how that would work, or I think I just confused my so like that. <laughs> Wait, I said that. So like the votes, the votes will be like I don't think this is what you were saying, but I'm gonna answer it this way. And if I don't answer the que- that your question, then let me know. Uh, but the like votes. The vote, like if Trump gets Nevada, uh, like the votes don't stop. Like they keep counting in the votes that are because you need to count every vote. Yeah. Um, but uh, so if there there are there is a viable path for President Trump to still win, it's just very 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 narrow. It's like you know bottom of the ninth, two outs, bases loaded, three three and two count. Uh, that he's in that kind of situation so you know he's like arizona it's it's tech it's leaning blue right now and it it probably will go that way but a lot of people on the trump camp are saying that the remaining 14 percent of the vote because trump is only down 93,000 plus uh 93,000 votes in arizona Mm. And the Trump camp is saying that the rest, like 14% of the vote that Arizona um, has left are, is um, 
are mail-in ballots that were counted on election day, which favor Trump. So, um, because of the, the, the claim that, um, you know, th- this will be the test of like, you know, uh, the media says mail-in ballots favor Biden more than Trump. That's true. But it's also important to point out that Republicans are more likely to vote on election day. Mm-hmm. So, right. so if they had a ballot, they're more than likely to keep it until election day. That's the argument. Um, and and vote uh, on election day with their ballot. So there's there's an argument to be made that Trump and uh, Arizona could win Arizona based off of that argument. But because um, like a lot of stations initially, especially Fox News, called it early. Um, Fox News has not uh, uh, attracted the call, but a lot of other stations have. Um, and, and have re- retracted, saying that it's a toss-up now. Um, so, yeah. So, like, could Trump win Arizona? Yes, but it's it, it's it is like a seventy-five twenty-five no. Um, and with Nevada, that's also eight thousand votes is small. Uh, if Trump, if President Trump can get more of the Latino vote out in Nevada, because he got more of the Latino vote out in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely possible that he can squeak Nevada. Um, and if he gets... He, he really needs to keep PA, North Carolina... He needs to keep North Carolina and Georgia for sure. He needs mm-hmm. PA, Pennsylvania, and he needs one of Arizona or Nevada to win. Um, mm-hmm. But it's definitely on the... But he's definitely on the defensive right now. Um and it's it, it he just he, as of now he just needs Nevada or Arizona as of now to win uh, as long as trends keep going his way in Pennsylvania. So you were talking about uh, a little bit of the uh, the voters that Trump has been uh, turning out this time around. Uh, they saw a big increase in. The amount of non-white voters, uh, African American right. and Hispanic voters, uh, especially in like Florida, like you were saying, um, and I saw I saw a few other st- uh, stats that uh, older people were voting in force this time around. Uh, actually, young younger voters under 30s was down from what it was in 2016. Oh wow! Um, there's just a there, there's a whole lot of stuff that we didn't expect, and if you were you were if you were paying attention to the polls you could you could have made the mistake of seeing that joe biden was up big and it was like they were predicting that this was just going to be a runaway yeah and right. like 300 or uh, 300 electoral votes sort sorts of runaways so why why do the polls stink <laughs> Like now, this is this almost seems like more of a problem than it was in 2016. Like 2016, they were at least right on the mar- Like the the margin of error accounted for a Trump win. It's just that nobody expected us. We expected right. it, but this this time around, it just feels way off. Like there was a, I think it was a, they weighted Biden five five percentage points too much. It's like, no, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. How, so, how do, do you, what's your take on that? I don't know if you know 
too too much but yeah it, it, the media covering it and i don't blame them just said they're gonna it was gonna be a runaway right um i think there's a uh, multiple reasons why i'll give you two one um is the fact that you know these polling the people that they pull it's like like i don't know if any of you've got, gotten a poll call but i certainly haven't like mm-hmm. not like yeah. you can't really with like a, a thou like i don't really understand how it, like i know it's supposed to be representative but it's like how is it really representative if you really don't um like a are you calling landlines are you calling like are you including cell phones in your mm-hmm. polling like there's a whole whole bunch of uh reasons why uh like pollsters can't reach people um I think uh, there's an article I just saw today saying that like 19% of people who voted for Trump would always keep silent about it and not tell anyone about it mm. um, to their friends or family. So like that, that could be a contributing factor of just like just withholding on politics until election day. And uh, so, yeah, th- those two reasons of like reaching out, like actually like reaching out to people because I don't know any any post any uh, polling company or pollster that uh, actually like, reaches out to the average Joe voter like like legitimately and actually is representative of the um, of the electorate of the state in the area. And then also, like I said, with uh, people being silent about who they support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. It's, you know, I feel feel like the pollsters have probably have made their models to, you know, if they're doing their job, if they're doing their jobs correctly, they would have been cautious on uh, going that far in favor for uh, Joe Biden, especially given the mistakes that were made in 2016. But even maybe they did put in an abundance of caution, but it, it certainly, it certainly didn't show. There's probably going to be more in, uh, 2024. There, I, the polling perfect, I, no one's going to believe polls anymore. I, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think no one's going to like people are like, Oh yeah, Trump's polling well here. Or like Biden's, I'm like, I, I don't really care what the polls say anymore. I, I don't like because of 2016 and 2020, I, I just look at, um, I, I look at the, um, like, demographic trends i look at other um like other uh other ways to tell how how uh previous voting trends uh and previous elections is a good indication of how uh a state will vote you you can guess that way um and and not to mention it makes election night even more fun because you don't look at the polls you just guess on how things are going to go yeah so uh, the, obviously the uh, presidential race wasn't the only thing going uh, going on, uh, and uh, from what from what I can tell, it seems like um, not only was Biden expected or uh, the Democrats supposed to uh, take the White House, they were also supposed to um, flip. The, I heard people talking about flipping the Senate to Democratic majority. It was basically it was supposed to be. House, Senate, White House, all Democratic, but it doesn't. Yeah, oh, sweet. 
What's up? I said I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, well, the uh, again, it was just sort of like they uh, used a heavy hand when waiting for Democrats, I guess. But uh, but so I was wondering if you had if you had any. Um, but I guess to finish the thought, it seems like Republicans are doing well in Congress and the Senate as well. And I was wondering if you if you had more information on how, exactly how well they're doing. Yeah, sure. So um, as you look down ballot from the presidential uh, presidential race, you see Republicans doing a lot better than anticipated in in 2020 than what the media or uh, like other people have been saying. Um, like with the Senate, uh, it, it's it was said, you know, um, like it was like automatic that Colorado's Senate Senate seat was going to go blue this time, uh, which it did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and um, flipping Arizona Senate seat, that's ninety five percent likely going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the, like they were they were right on that on that on those two, uh, but. Like, it also depends on the uh, the incumbent on who's running in each state. So, like for example, every single poll had Senator Susan had Republican Susan mm-hmm. Collins of Maine losing by at least four each time, at least four percent each time, mm-hmm. um, and she ended up winning by at so far it's seven percent. Um, in Maine, no. and she, I, I, I thought she was going to keep it, uh, personally, just based off of, um, based off of, like, she's, she's been popular in her state, uh, as a moderate, very, very moderate Republican, she got, she got elected, I think, in 99, 1999, uh, and she's, I think her lowest, um, re-election percent was 58, Uh, 58%. I mean, I, I, I didn't believe Maine was going to turn just based off of like her popularity within the state. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter if Trump was on the ballot or not. Um, mm-hmm. With North Carolina, that was because uh, uh, personally I thought Senator Tom Tillis was vulnerable. I mean, he was vulnerable um, based off of how much he's winning by, but um, it just—it's all about turning out the vote, and it, it wasn't what—it um, wasn't what the polls thought. But also, <clears throat> excuse me, but also in North Carolina, what came out about a month ago was the Democratic senator or the Democratic Senate mm-hmm. candidate uh, had like an extramarital affair. So, <laughs> so that could have definitely influenced a lot of votes in North Carolina. <laughs> Just, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's been a lot of talk since, like, he's I'm pretty pretty sure the Democratic Senate candidate, Cal Cunningham, he's, uh, I think he served in the military, and a lot of people were saying that, like, how they, like, the, the, the military should, like, cut him off from, like, everything because of his extramarital affair, because I, it was during his time while he was serving or something. Mm. Um so, yeah, the extramarital affair definitely probably had a, had a 
role in him losing. Um, and also just the, the polling trends there, it, it was wrong. Um, and Georgia looks, looks fine. They have two Senate races up right now. Um, uh, one with Senator David Perdue of Georgia, uh, facing off against John Ossoff. Um, and Purdue, it's looking like he's going to squeak it out tonight. But uh, Georgia has a funky election system in the sense that when it comes to the Senate, uh, I'm not sure. For, I'm not 100 sure about president, but I know it, I know for Senate and gov, uh, gubernatorial uh, elections, um, if the if you don't reach 50 percent or above. Uh, you get it's a um, they call it a jungle uh, jungle election. So um, it, it, you go into a runoff election later, like in January, if you don't reach above fifty percent um, or fifty percent or more in in your uh, in the election. Um, so Purdue has above fifty percent right now. It it looks like he might not have to go into a runoff in January, but there's another Senate race in Georgia right now. That's a, that's a jungle election because, uh, one of the senators was, uh, resigned because of health issues like a year ago. And, um, and how that happens is the two top vote vote getters get the, uh, get the, get to the runoff. So for the runoff, it's democratic Raphael Warnock. And then, for the Republicans, it's incumbent um, Kelly Loeffler, uh, and their their election will be in like early January for a runoff because they they both didn't get fifty percent of the vote uh, because there's a lot of people running in the race, so you're going to split up the vote. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I know that's a lot of digging <laughs> political stuff that's in depth, but. I th- yeah, I think that stuff's important to know, though. Like, you know, I, depending on how uh, the races are structured, it, 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 there's there's a lot of room for misunderstanding, and it's good to have an under or at least a um, cognizance of that the fact that there are different systems around. And so, because I, I feel like there's a lot of things happening right now that don't usually happen, like the. Uh, the recounting under under uh, uh, close close races, or um, oh, what do we want to say? Especially with like the mail-in ballots stuff. Uh, it just bas- basically all the problems caused by COVID and a very close election is sort of right. bringing to the front of our minds a lot of things that don't usually happen, and that seeing new things makes people extremely skeptical. So it's good. Just... I think it's good to have a idea of what's going on so it just doesn't seem like shadiness all over the place you just made me, right. made me realize why um so last uh last year 2016 voting we voted on um computers and uh this year we voted used like uh filling in uh bu- like bubbles on a sheet sheets of paper and then putting it yep. into a machine i completely i was like really skeptical like why are they doing this this is this is weird 
But now that you said COVID, and I was like, you know what? A bunch of people touching the same computer doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's irrelevant, though. But yeah, especially because I, I I like to press the buttons with my tongue. So <laughs> yeah, I like to look. I like to look the whole thing. <laughs> I, so I, I got to taste the party I'm voting for. <laughs> that's, that's one way to put it, Jesse. <laughs> Speaking of getting a taste, so, so, uh, so the election, I think, I, the narr- narrative going into it was sort of like Republicans, Republicans are going to get routed because this, because the people are tired of like Trumpism yep. and the Trumpiness. But um, it's it's pretty impressive and surprising that. It now turns out that Joe Biden is going to win the White House, but the D- Democrats now are facing a shrinking, a shrinking status in Congress. And I just so the the election was framed as what is this going to say about the Republicans? But like, what do you, what do you think this has to say about the Democrats? I if you don't if you don't feel super comfortable answering, we can uh, move on. But I, I just. I, I think this shifts the narrative in a really strange way. Like maybe people were really fed up with how uh, the rhetoric coming from the Democratic Party uh, more sure. so than they were fed up with uh, whatever Trump was saying. Right. Um, well, before I answer that, I'll, I'll just give a quick update uh, We that all of us should know how oh. Arizona and Nevada will turn out at 9 p.m. tonight because that's when that's when they're dropping the ballots to the media and letting them know the like a lot more of the votes coming in so 9 p.m. is when uh arizona and nevada should um like we should get a a much more clear understanding of where that's going to be going Mm -hmm. but um the uh so so yeah um I, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, it's, I find it pretty interesting how there's a decent chunk of people split ticketing. I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's an, that's what it definitely seems like what's happening. Um, especially with like, there were like house races in 2018 that, that, that Democrats swept the board with, um, but now in 2020, Republicans are, they're not taking them all back, but they're taking a good chunk of them uh, left. And I, I honestly think it's just about the ground game. I think the mm-hmm. uh, the grassroots movement, uh, movement of the congressional candidates were just, uh, I don't know about necessarily better than, than, than President Trump's this time around, but uh, they, you know, the... The more local you are, the more you get to know your constituents. So, um, I think a lot of people uh, like took took the more of the Republican uh, House member um, like like they they might have liked Joe Biden um, because of his demeanor, how he acts, being presidential, and his character, um, but are typically Republican voters mm-hmm. and uh, their, their house candidate is not Trump. He's not, you know, 
off the cuff and cr- sometimes crude. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I, I think they, they, as long as like, as long as you're rep- like a Republican in, uh, in like a district that's pretty pretty close to being a toss up. Uh, as long as long as you are more personable in, to your constituents and you're not you're not tr- you're not Trump's character, then mm-hmm. you have a better you have a better shot than the top of the ticket. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, as long as you're nice, <laughs> good lesson. <laughs> Just be a nice guy or woman, right? And um. It's it's like I I was saying this uh, about a year ago, well, a little bit more than a year ago, about how the the Republicans have um, recruited a lot more uh, minorities running women, um, and they and because like uh, Republicans lost a lot of um, women uh, women incumbents in the House uh, in twenty. 18 and uh in 2020 it looks like we're going gop is going to get a lot more uh like representation in women in the within the party in congress which is a good sign hmm. um i i think i think it's a like e- even though it's not looking like president trump is going to win the white house i think republicans can be can be proud on the of the fact that uh Con, uh, about Congress is standing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they're certainly improving with minorities as well, which is, you know, that's a problem that the Republican Party has as far as marketing goes. And um, a lot of the stances they take, they, while responsible, never get put into a good light, or rarely get put into a good light and they uh that's not really a good face that they usually show but they're now expanding their um their electorate uh to more uh non-white voters which is you know i think i think that's a good thing that the uh minority voters can find a home in both parties now and uh yeah right and let's and let's not forget that this election uh voter turnout was the biggest since 1900 mm-hmm. um, um so both both parties have seen gains in 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 their recruitment of voters uh and it was just all about turnout uh when it comes down when it comes down to it um mm-hmm. but yeah it was just, uh, a big big surprise there's still house races um in california and even our well jet Still Jesse's congressional district, but our old congressional district um, is, Which one? is still Which one is, that? is still yeah uh, Pennsylvania seventeen. It's 17. with uh, um, Sean Parnell and Connor Lamb. Um, oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Sh- yeah, Sean Parnell is in the lead right now with like eighty percent of the vote. Um, so the, he very well could take that seat. Um, there's still there's still house races that could very well be in Republican hands by the end of either tonight or tomorrow. Um, so it could be even even a bigger win for the GOP uh, when it comes to congressional races. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the Latino vote, I mean, that's, I mean, Nevada and Arizona especially, uh, like I said with Arizona's um, 
whole thing with the uh, um, the I, I talked about Arizona uh, and how that could go Trump's way, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, even though it's like very yeah. unlikely, there's a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the Latino vote, if he gets the Latino vote in Nevada and Arizona, um, more so Nevada than Arizona based off of the numbers, but, uh, he, he can squeak, he can definitely still squeak it out. If, if you look at Florida and I know, uh, Cuban Americans are a lot different than like Puerto Ricans or, uh, Mexican Americans, mm-hmm. but um if if he can but if the but if it's like the hispanic vote trend is uh proportional then then nevada could be a he could squeak out he could squeak out nevada um it wouldn't be that surprising uh or even arizona so i it's it's still a lean biden uh presidency as of now but there's just is a way for president trump to get there it's just how narrow can you go Mm-hmm. But what what are what are your guys' thoughts on on what what um, the outcome will end up being? Uh, from what I can tell, and the people who I I I always say don't get the news from Facebook, but I, I follow <laughs> some I follow someone who's relatively well informed, and I trust him. It looks like it's um I can't I don't know what he, what the house looks like at all right now. I. I have a hard time thinking that they're going to lose their majority. Is that is that even in question right now? It's two hundred three to one eighteen Democrat. I mean oh. one eighty eight. Uh, okay, Democrat. so that's not that's not super close. It's no. close. It's one eighteen for or two eighteen for the majority. Okay. Um, yeah, but it, the uh, Senate looks like it'll be uh, fifty. For uh, fifty-one, forty-nine, or maybe fifty-fifty, uh, and if Trump wins, Pence being fifty-one for the time vote. But uh, yeah, I, I I haven't been paying too too much attention as far as I was looking at the uh, South Carolina Senate race, and that was the one I was really uh, interested in with Lindsey Graham. He was again the polls were showing him in real trouble but uh he he um is now beaten jamie harrison i believe was his uh opponent so yeah so um yeah like uh i'll say like um like since like i'm in the political media uh in industry and i track the spending it's just mind-boggling that essentially all the money that the Democrats have placed in these races in the Senate and the House for that matter, but like it it just evaporated. Mm-hmm. It didn't it didn't do anything. Yeah. It, they literally just took a took three hundred million dollars of cash and burned it. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That's literally what they did. I yeah, I saw something on Twitter it was like between um, Georgia and South Carolina, they spent like $200 million and the point spread was like plus 10 points in favor of Republicans between the two, two races. Right. So, 
it's kind of I've heard it been being compared to, especially the visions of Blue Texas. Um, I've heard it uh, compared to uh, Lucy holding the football for Charlie Brown. Right. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you yeah, want to? I saw someone. I saw someone um say something about on that on Twitter. Like, is Texas really going to be the one to swing blue? <laughs> and I was like. What? <laughs> um. So, are we on the on the on the final statement? Um. Are we? What? Are you, sorry, I I don't know. What, what, what you, you can go. You can go ahead. And jump, jump into whatever whatever you want to jump into. I didn't know what you, I you, I didn't know what you were throwing throwing me to, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say the part that I wrote. Go for it. Because you wrote the rest of this. Okay, so my my question is, uh, what do you think is going to happen after the election? And I put riots slash, slash celebrations when really <laughs> I'm focusing more on the riots. The riot. part of that. <laughs> I think I heard fireworks outside of my house, so maybe that's the minor celebration that's going on. Or maybe it was just someone's birthday. That's you it. never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my theory is, if uh, Trump were to win again, I think there's going to be more riots and more violence than if Biden were to win. And I just want to see hear what you thought. I agree. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. No comment. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, the, like the way that, <clears throat> like just, you know, observationally, I guess it's, yeah. uh, like, especially going, coming to college, uh, like Democrats seem to be a lot more emotional when it comes to politics rather than yeah. conservatives yeah. and Republicans who are just like, like, yeah, like, um, you know, re Republicans are like, like, Damn, we we lost. You want to get you want to catch and throw the big skin around or something? Like we don't care. Like we we care like in the in the day, but it's like we go on with our lives. It doesn't really affect us because, uh, you know, it's it, it happened. It sucks, but it it is what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll be they'll be they'll be like the you know fifteen maybe fifteen percent of Trump supporters. Or like die hard like <laughs> like uh yeah like who he'll, he'll he'll uh you know I don't I wouldn't say riot but definitely like protest um right. uh like in in a city or like they'll, they'll they'll definitely protest but it won't it won't be the same uh same as like like for example, I'm watching uh, like CBS right now uh, in the background, and it's just showing Philadelphia like marching, like oh gosh, uh, already, <laughs> like like count every. It's Philadelphia, Jesse. It's not Pittsburgh. It's, that's what they that's what they do. They just light their city on fire. Um, <laughs> Remember when the Eagles won? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So I I I sort of agree, but it, I I feel like the Republican. Um, the the pushback against losing quote quote unquote losing is um it, they transfer very well into activism 
And so that's why you see things like their the Republican agenda, the conservative agenda being enforced on the court uh, with through uh, judicial appointments. And sure. I, I, I don't mean enforced as in like oppression, but <laughs> like, you know, they, they just get they get things done. Mitch McConnell right. has navigated the Trump years masterfully and uh, has gotten 200 judicial appointments, three Supreme Court justices. Right. And yeah, and but it, it seems so I, I would say, and especially with the pro-life crowd, those people get they get angry about things yep. for the uh, religious uh, liberty type type people. But I, I feel like on the Democratic side, there's this idea that the institutions are on your side at every turn, whether it be, you know, trust the science or, mm. um, and this is sort of, I'll, I'll bend this to my own narrative, but like every, everyone saying, go out and go vote. Like right. everyone just go vote. Yeah. Everyone, everyone voted. And now everybody's really mad. Like, <laughs> How we did what you wanted. You? And it's sort of like, you know, they, they, there's just an assumption that the science is on our side. History is on our side. Uh, social justice is on our side. Right. Um, the popular uh, electoral system is on our side. And it's whenever those things don't work out, like, they, they flip out. Like, mm, right. there's, just, there's this... There's this angst that says we have all the institutions and we can't succeed. Therefore, we must like this. It's rigged against us, or we're being oppressed by the minority, sort of. So sort of thing. So I woke up this morning. I went. I went to bed at midnight, like hoping I would have more idea of, of a direction of where it was all going. And I woke up and I was like, "All right, first thing I want to do is go on Twitter." <laughs> and because i was like that's where i'm gonna get the best information and the best reactions from everyone and it's just one reaction will tell me what's happening for first um first word i see is the f word (laughs) that's about it and um, hashtag 2020 yep and i'm like all right so that's how this is going um right so yeah, like I've I've seen a lot. It's it's funny because early this morning, um, I saw a lot of people getting mad because uh, Trump was winning, and now later in the day, everyone's starting to chill out again. <laughs> and I just I just think that's a little interesting. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, I think last or maybe last thing we're sort of running on time, but um, so let let's just take it as a given that Trump probably is going to lose the election sure. if mm-hmm. Nevada gets carried out. What do you think the what do you think the Republicans stand for after Trump is out? Because even the uh, they have the um, what was it at the. Um, Republican National Convention, right. they, the party platform. They put forth the party platform, and it was just basically like, "Do what Trump says." <laughs> <laughs> and so, what what does the Republican Party look like without without Trump? Like, what what are, do we revert back to a consciousness of uh, like uh, 
money spending or <laughs> other stuff? What's your take on that? Right. I mean, I, 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 I we don't know. Uh, but if I had to take a guess, um, I don't think if Trump, if if or when Trump loses, I think there'll he'll make a dent into the party platform in some shape or form. In what issues, I don't know. But what I can assume is probably working class issues. Hmm. Um, when it comes now, when it comes to trade. I don't know because, like, the Republican Party has been traditionally free trade. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if the Republican Party will revert back to that uh, policy. Um, but definitely, Republicans would probably focus more on trying to get the working class vote. Um, and I think I don't. I don't think. Um, trying to think like I, I i actually somewhat worry about the uh the republican party when it comes to 2024 i know it's 2020 and uh, but I'm, for 20 for 2024 uh i'm i'm worried in the sense that uh like i don't think there's any republican candidate like at all, um, besides maybe John Kasich, who can who can do as well in the Rust Belt as Trump did. I don't know anyone else who can put up the numbers uh, Trump has done in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in in Michigan um, to uh, to go red. I, I I just don't know who can do that, and I don't see any candidate right now who could take the trump mantle like that um well do you think in order to take to get support in the um in the rust belt that uh, a candidate would have to revert to the you know the defeat the libs strategy (laughs) or do you you think it's actually do you think there's some like policy initiative that would really get those people as activated as they were on with trump i think it's the paul i think it's the policy it's it's a little bit of the policy uh, back and the um, the sort of the off the cuff Trump esque uh type of talk, except maybe be slightly more nicer. <laughs> um, at the very at the very minimum. Um, mm-hmm. but I think if like for example, like if when Trump loses, we'll get back to the um. I think Republicans wouldn't have to necessarily worry about Arizona that much anymore. Uh, I think it'll Arizona will go back to like not solid Republican hands, but it'll be Republican for a few more election cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Georgia will be solid Republican for the next few election cycles in North Carolina, but it's the Rust Belt that I'm I'm pretty much worried about when it comes to. Um, when it comes to a candidate replacing Trump in 2024, I, I just don't see anyone who can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but what Trump has done is prove that Republicans can be competitive in those states, which is, I think, important. So if there's a way to uh, have a better have a, have better character, have better 
uh, have have candidates that have a better character, but maybe policy wise have a have a tint of Trump so that you can get those uh, union workers and um, working class voters back into uh, Republican hands. That's just that's just uh, yet to be determined. I but as of now, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I'm hoping. Can we do one more question? Oh, go for it. Yeah. I want your guys' opinion. Uh, if if this if this turns out to be like you know, and it, it very well might be the nailiest nail biter of an election. Uh, <laughs> if if Trump gets like two seventy, like two seventy three electoral votes, or even like two seventy eight. Mm-hmm. So like obviously losing the the popular vote, like when it comes to electoral college, like do you guys personally do you guys feel like it should be abolished, and which, like, which system, like would you want to replace it with if you do want to replace it? See, I don't, I don't, I don't know much about the um, the electoral college and how all that that stuff works. Because from what I what I understand is like it goes, there the electoral college they're supposed to go off of the popular vote of the people, right? Right, right, yeah. And that's so I I don't know I don't know. <laughs> sure. I don't really have an answer for you. I'm sorry. Uh, I I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a concrete answer, but I I do think that there's something to the complaint because Donald Trump, I'm looking at the numbers now is down by again, about 3 million uh, uh, votes on the uh, popular vote, um, which is about the same as what it was in 2016. Right. It's definitely a problem that we keep electing. I don't, I don't buy the argument that the, um, the electoral college is this red, um, this, Republican institution that can't be overcome because, you know, like elections swing. We had, right. George, we, had George, agree. we had Bill Clinton, we had George Bush, we had Obama and like right. it, it goes back and forth. It's not, um, it's not a shoe in for anybody, but right. at the same time it is, it's either a problem with optics and that the, the civic mindedness of the electoral college has to be, better explained to people or better it has to manifest itself in a meaningful way right or it needs to be changed to reflect a closer to the popular vote because yeah. right now we have a system that is it, it's not reflecting what the popular vote is saying and sure. we have there's a lot of angst from people in that and i can sort of understand why it, it definitely it, it's just a bad look I, I, I think the electoral college is better than it is. It is has more good than bad, but it, it's a it's an issue that needs to be uh, adjusted. I think, in some shape or form, yeah. Yeah, I, I a lot of it is. I have the problem with maybe we shouldn't be giving all the power to one person. Like, why why make a system where that every state has to um where every election is every or every election for president is everybody's problem on every 
on the most minor details. Like it should be, we should take uh, more responsibility in our states and try to make it so that the um, presidency is less powerful and therefore less um, polarized. Like because as soon as people get their hands on the wheel, they want to take it and drive it anywhere they want to. And it's actually really good now that the uh, how or the Senate isn't going to be democratic because that keeps the things like the filibuster and the uh, um, the Supreme Court at nine judges. Like, right? That's that's a that was a happy accident of this election when it could have just gone full Democrat, fifteen judges on the on the Supreme Court, and you know, no more filibuster. Everything is, everything is enacted by majority. Like it, we, it's I feel like we, right. I feel you like, we, what's that? Like you're, you're saying that it's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Having, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we got really lucky the way things look like they're going to be turning out here, mm. but it has like <laughs> luck eventually runs out and we right. have to, we have to have a better answer for it in the future. No. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. So before before we let you go, I since it is the month of November and Thanksgiving is this month, I'm gonna ask each of you to say something you're thankful for. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to end on a, on a more positive note. Sure. So, uh, for mm. me, I didn't. I, I from what I understand, I did not get COVID this year. <laughs> that is good. So I'm good. thankful for that. And and I got to go to Colorado with Jordan and Amy. So that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I would I I think I'm thankful that I'm still working regularly because if I would be staying in, in inside anymore, I'd be going more insane than I'm already going. <laughs> uh and yeah, I'm thankful for my lovely wife and being in a That's relationship. <laughs> I'm happy to be one of the relationships that's getting better during quarantine rather than ones that are getting worse. Which, uh, also, I'm thankful that... Uh, I'm going to ask you this question again next week, buddy. Uh, I, I'm just going to say everything and challenge myself to come up with more right. next week. But it turns out that more relationships are doing better under quarantine. By That's some, a good by sign. Some, yeah, by some miracle, divorces are down. So, <laughs> what about you, John? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, but what you both said with uh, I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for friends. Um, thankful for my wife. It's actually her birthday today, and she's working. Oh, oh happy oh. birthday! Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday! Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she's working right now, but uh, um, also thankful for uh, still having a job during COVID. I know a lot. No, I know a lot of people don't have that um, luxury, and uh, but uh, we'll all bounce back from this and uh, be better for it. And uh, yeah. All right. Awesome. Nice. That was a good question, buddy. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much uh, for being on. You, you yeah, know? thanks for ha having me again. I appreciate it. Love talking about this stuff, and you know, has been hey. fantastic as always. Yep. And then, do you want to shout out your social media? 
Again, we have uh, the same thing if you want to. Sure, yeah. Uh, so the my Facebook uh, is just John uh, Sadenwasser, uh, S-A-D-E-N-W-A-S-S-E-R. Uh, and then my Instagram and Twitter is just muddogs52, uh, no caps, no spaces. All right. Well, thank you so much, John, for being here. Yeah. yeah we'll probably have you on again on. at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing pans out. Uh, be, be ready at 9 p.m. for where this thing's going. Yeah. And no matter what happens, stay safe. <laughs> no matter what happens. Thank you for listening to the J&J Connection Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. They are available wherever you get your podcasts from. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can email us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. And please tell your friends about the podcast so you can hear more podcasts of us talking about other podcasts and podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. And don't forget to cast your vote for your least favorite event of 2020. (laughs) 